A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the rest of our lives. Our new, somewhat improved uh, home, which hasn't changed for most of you because you listen via podcast or uh, via our Rumble page. Again, you can go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking or find us on your favorite podcasting platform. Every single Monday through Friday, this show will be dropping at noon Eastern time. Um, we are just no longer being distributed on Mojo 5.0 radio. And um, thank you to each and every single one of you who reached out with uh, messages of support. Um, those of you who have questions, hopefully you've got your answers via the right channels. And those of you who may be upset or whatever, um, that's fine. That's your opinion. You are entitled to your opinions. Again, we don't care about your ability to speak at all. So um, we understand. But at the same point in time, I hope that you respect our opinion and respect the fact that um, we made a choice that's best for us as a show and as individuals and for Pat's show. Um, Pat, I know that you had mentioned um, this week you will not be doing a show um, for yours. Um, is that because um, your house is a flood zone right now? That's <laughs> sorry. Keep sorry, did I did I rip that bandaid off a little too hard? <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, so <laughs> I guess I have to tell the story now. <laughs> so the other night, um, well, it was actually so it was two nights ago now. Um, I, I'm going up and going to bed. This is this is actually um, the night before we had our, our last day on on Mojo Five O Radio, and uh, I'm going up to bed, but I'm and I'm in my basement, and I just turn the TV off, and all of a sudden I hear this like tapping, like on the floor, and it's like this like constant tapping, and I thought it was something my my, my cat was doing, or um, and I realized I had my dryer on, so I thought okay, well maybe the dryer's doing something weird. Or there's something in the dryer that's causing that noise. Like, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I go upstairs 
And I realize it's not the dryer and it's not my cat. And I'm like, okay, so uh -oh. what is it? So I turn my kitchen light on. There is a big ass puddle of water in the middle of the kitchen floor. And I start walking towards it and it's getting wetter and wetter as I get closer towards it. But as I get closer, water starts hitting me in the face. I'm like, water is right there. Why is it hitting me? I look up, there's a light fixture. And it's coming through this light fixture. So I'm like, oh crap. So I go upstairs. And I like just storm into my 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 bedroom. My wife's asleep, by the way. And she is out because I scared the living crap out of my dogs. And she didn't move. So I get about a foot or two before I enter the master bathroom, which is a non-suite for us. And the floor is soaked. <laughs> and I turn oh. the light on and I, I see the toilet is overflowing. And like the, all the bath, like, like the bathroom floor is flooded. It's coming out into our bedroom. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm yelling, Ashley, Ashley. I yelled like five times. She didn't move. I had to go and physically shake her to wake her up. And so she's all surprised and like shocked and like, what the heck is going on? So for the next hour and a half, two hours, we're uh, cleaning this up. So, so how many off. of your bath towels got used? All of them. All of them. All of them. All of them. So meanwhile, I'm also on the phone with a 24-hour plumber. And which they couldn't get anyone out that night because they didn't have the proper equipment on their truck. Mm -hmm. And... I'm like, are you kidding me? Yep, yep. I'm like, who doesn't? Tr okay, first of all, who? Do if you're a 24-hour plumber, why don't why don't you have all of this stuff with you? Because I promise you, the people that need a 24-hour plumber are doing something like this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, then he refers me to a water specialist guy that uh, also calls me, and this is like 12:30, 1 o'clock in the morning, and asked me what's going on and everything and uh, said he'd be willing to come out, you know, first thing in the morning, which, you know, I'm like, yeah, I get the water off. It's not going anywhere at this point, you know, just right. Exactly. Morning. Exactly. So good and, times. Yeah. By the way, the plumber still hasn't come yet <laughs> because then they could, then, then they had like, then they called me. They're like, well, are the plumber that we were going to send out to you today, his flight got canceled. And then the other one that we had just had surgery. And I'm just like, so, so what am I the moral plumber? of the story is you're going with a different plumber. No, actually, because it doesn't really matter at this point. Um, and and so they said, well, we'll get somebody to you first day Thursday morning. I'm like, okay, you, you screw me again. I will go with somebody else. So, um, but because we can't use that bathroom right now anyway. And like the water restoration guys came and, and started drying stuff out. And basically <clears throat> come to find out. There's a very good chance I am undergoing a home remodel here very soon because of this. See, Pat, much like the State of the Union, uh -huh. that story was brutal. That story was brutal to listen to. Uh, yeah, because it sucks. Yes. Much like this past year, living in America has sucked. Actually, I should say it's crappy. 
Mm, okay. Yeah, see what I did there? Yep, yep. Bathroom mm. humor, toilet humor. Okay, Pat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but much like that situation, it's going to take quite a bit of effort to clean up the mess. And um, much like your situation, we need a home remodel of sorts, right? So the the my first thought was yesterday, and I put this on Twitter uh, at the Coppins Show, and he's at the Padoni Show, by the way. Um, I, I I put this out there, Pat, and. I felt like this was literally a campaign stump speech back in 2020. Like, that's what I felt like. Like, it felt like just this laundry list of ideas with no real substance to it. Just, I'm going to throw crap against the wall and make it stick. Like, I felt like I was listening to a campaign stump speech, right? I wasn't listening to a State of the Union I was listening to, I haven't done anything in the past year, um, so I'm going to remind you of that, but but things are going to get better, because remember, Pat, the state of our union is strong, because you're um, strong. It, it, just, just a quick question there. Aren't most state of the unions like a campaign stump speech? No. Most of them are positive. Most of them list off a, a litany of actual accomplishments over the past year. And they set a course and a vision for the year ahead, right? That's Which basically what, what they've turned into. I get where you're going with this, that mm. this is kind of like a campaign speech anyway. But this was literally like as if Donald Trump was still president. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this was a this was a America has sucked for the past year, and um, here's all the things that I want to do to make it better. W- wait, in, what? In, in fairness to Joe Biden, isn't Donald Trump still president in his head? And and then, and then on top of that, on top of that, isn't Joe Biden have to be reminded that he's president every now and again? Yeah, that's a good point. Now, I want to do a quick exercise because a lot of shows are going to do, like, did you see this moments and and whatever. Um, So we're going to do a couple of different things with the State of the Union because um, I I want to be different. Um, So, Pat, now that we know what was delivered in the State of the Union, um, not what would you do differently, but given what you know of that speech— and given what you know of the state of America heading into that speech, how would you have framed a, or how would you put a, how, what framework would you have put in place if you were to be given that speech? If, if you were giving the State of the Union last night, what would you have done differently? And, and I came across this question in, in so much as I felt no leadership. None. Like, even if I disagreed with your policies, uh, especially with Barack Obama, right? And, and to a lesser extent, George W. Bush, uh, especially later in his tenure. I still felt like there was leadership in the room. 
right? I still felt like, okay, I vehemently disagree with your policies, but at least this person is competent. I felt like last night that this place was just devoid of any ideas, any concepts that made sense, leadership of any sort. So how would you have filled that leadership vacuum in a tangible way, given this speech? I think you've got to do a couple of different things. One, I think you've got to, you've got to at least list off your accomplishments, right? What have you accomplished in the last year? What have you done to help this country? Right. Um, because I think people need to be reminded of that. They need to be reminded of why they voted for you in the first place. Right. Yep. Um, that's where I would start. Then I think I would go into a framework of not only what the plan for the next year is, but how we're going to be successful doing it. And like, like actually show me, show me what we're going to do and, and give me a good reason why we're going to be doing a lot of this stuff. Like, like Russia and Ukraine came up last night. Mm -hmm. can, can you, can you still name me? at all what our national interest is there right now can't do no, it but we, he made it abundantly clear last night that if they go into poland or you know anywhere else line in the sand pat my problem with that is how much is that line in the sand going to keep moving I don't think it moves at all. I think that was a direct, hey, if you do this, the full force and, and brunt of the American military is coming your way. Do you want that, bro? Like, I, I got that bluster from him. And, and I don't think he's bluffing when it comes to that because, frankly, Poland is NATO, right? And, right. If, and if he comes any further, um, yeah, I mean, we have an obligation under the, the current treaties that exist. You know, it's, it's a different argument to have about NATO and should we even have NATO. That, 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 that's, that, a that's a separate a argument. Point. We have yeah. obligations right now. You meet those I, obligations. I guess, Otherwise, you can't lead. I guess my point is my point is this, is that give me a reason. Give me a reason to believe in where we're going. Yep. Give me that reason. And, and that's that's what I'm that's why I'm using Ukraine and, and Russia as an example is that we don't have a reason there, and yet we're talking tough still. And I'm like, you're talking a tough game, but like I I just don't I don't believe you. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't feel the conviction. I don't I don't feel like you're really leading this country. And, and that was to your point there. I I think you could also talk about the the COVID part of his speech, right? Take yeah. a victory lap, my man. Right, like. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, do it. It was just so subdued and weird and awkward. It was like, I, I, there's nothing there that I would pick out as a clip to play on this show, right? Like, there's just nothing. There was no there there, and I'm not surprised by that. So, as I'm thinking about this speech last night, I, I I'm thinking about a couple of things. Number one is actually rule number three from Doc always come clean. And here's what I would have done with this speech. 
if I'm looking at this from a, I want to make sure that I have leadership going forward in the next couple of years of my own presidency, right? I want to set a course because this is the first time he's given the State of the Union. He didn't do it last year. He just produced it, right? So I would come clean with the American people and say, I understand the last few years have been some of the most unprecedented times in our nation's history. But we have faced unprecedented times before in our country, and we have always found a way forward. And then I would have given a forward-looking speech, a speech that can give some details as to what I would like to accomplish or what the what my actual vision for this country is. Did you hear that last night? I heard a hodgepodge of campaign slogans last night, right? But I heard nothing right. that spoke to any sort of real vision. Like nothing, even if he swung, nothing connected. That's the problem. And I got no sense of leadership out of this. Even if I vehemently disagree, as I said before, I would at least respect somebody coming out and swinging for the fences when it comes to leading this country. Because at the end of the day, Pat, real leadership is is a vision. And then other people executing that vision and putting people in place to be successful. Therein lies the other problem. Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi, the uh, the dumbass twins behind him last night. So I had some major problems with that. I just, this was awful. It was painful to listen to, not so much because of all the gaffes, because there's about, what, 15 or so gaffes? Like, it wasn't as gaff-tastic. There, there wasn't one moment where I went, <laughs> oh, my God, right? There were just some moments. But it was brutal. It was an hour and, what, 15, 20 minutes, something like that? It was painful to listen to. And that's the point that I made yesterday why I would have kept this to about 10 to 15 minutes. I would have declared victory over COVID. I would have drawn a line in the sand if I needed to or made some declaration in Ukraine, right, of support for the Ukrainians. I would have said, look, I have a vision economically for this country that will get us out of the malaise coming out of COVID because we're declaring the end of fear of over COVID-19. That might have been where I would have gone if I was leading, right? If, if I was looking as a visionary speech, fear would have been the thing I combated in that speech. We are no longer going to fear COVID-19. We're going to treat COVID-19. We're no longer going to fear XYZ. You know what I mean? Go down that, go down that litany, and that's the vision of America. Now, I also want to tackle some lies here, Pat. And one of the lies that I want to tackle is actually something from the right first, before we get into the speech itself. Because in much of the reaction on the right, I heard a very familiar frame. America deserves better than Joe Biden. I'm going to ask a very critical question to you, Pat. Do we really deserve better than Joe Biden? Well, um, 
one argument I've always made um, in recent years is that elections often reflect who we are as a people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joe Biden's actually a pretty good reflection of of who we are. Don't you? Um, and if that's the case, if that's true, then no, we don't deserve better than Joe Biden. No, I think that's a valid point. Um, and that was my reaction to that. Do I understand the point that they're trying to make, right? America deserves real leadership. America deserves competency. America deserves, at a minimum, somebody who is mentally with it. Okay? That's a different argument. That exactly where I was going with this. That is a different argument than we deserve better than Joe Biden as president, because I would argue that we are reaping exactly what we have sown because we have been far too apathetic as a nation. We've been far too unwilling to have a real discord or not real discord, but a real disc. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A real discourse, excuse me about who we are as America. Are we at a, we are at a crossroads in which we refuse to take one of the forks in the road, right? We're, we're there. Not the Robert Frost poem, by the way, because people so many times get that poem wrong. Shout out uh, to the old lady, by the way. Um, but um, some people get that. Two roads diverged into wood and I took the... No, 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 that's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about taking a path of of um, creativity. No, that's not what he's talking about. Now, that having been said, um, we we are at that fork in the road and we refuse to take one of them. And here's the reality as I see it. Give me that fight. Give me that vision that you believe one way or the other. And let's have the fight. Once and for all, let's have the fight. Let's do the duel, if you will, right? Let's do the damn thing. Let's go down that road. Let us speak now or forever hold our peace, right? However, whatever analogy you want want to use, let's do it. Because... At least I could respect somebody like Joe Biden or the handlers around him coming out and being honest. Because then I can actually combat your truth, right? Your version of what you want America to look like. And it's politics, it's economics, it's culture. But far too often we are living in a world in which, nah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good fighting around the edges, right? And, and if I just elect the right people, things will change. We're, we're far too much down that road. We're far too unwilling to have that fight. Why? I don't know. Is it fear? Again, there's that fear, right? That fear of the other, that fear of COVID, that fear of this, that fear of that. It is time to put it all to bed. Let's have it. Let's have that fight. That That's kind of where I'm at. And so, no, we don't deserve better than Joe Biden. We're getting exactly what we have sown with our apathy. 
and more importantly, with our unwillingness to be honest with ourselves. And even more importantly than that, Pat, our unwillingness to be the watchdogs of our republic. Whether or not Benjamin Franklin actually said a republic if you can keep it, the point of that is that it is on us, not our politicians in D.C. or here in Springfield or in your local town, municipality, county, whatever, government, not on them. So I would argue we are reaping exactly what we have sown for all the things that we refuse to do to keep our republic. And like we have said time and again, getting used to different is a basic question that many people in this country refuse to even think about, let alone answer truthfully. Do you believe in a republic? I want you to think about that going forward. Ask friends. Have these conversations. It's okay to have high-minded conversations amongst friends. It's great to tell, you know, the the dirty jokes or, you know, laugh and, and, you know, get away from a while. But we live in some serious times. I don't know if you've noticed it. I don't know if you've noticed the book that Klaus Schwab and everybody else has put out there, right? The Great Reset. COVID-19, The Great Reset. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what the world elite would like to do to you. And your idea that you're just going to maintain freedom for evs, yo. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what pharmaceutical companies, what government agencies, what bureaucracy, what what's going on around you every single day. You just expect it to change without any action on your part? And the action, by the way, that Pat and I are doing is putting that information in front of you every single day. And making sure in our own lives that uh, we're doing things that make some sense to us. And doing things that will prepare us. Now, having said all of that, Pat, I want to get into some lies here. How does that sound to you? Uh, Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So... This isn't WTF Wednesday yet, because it is a WTF Wednesday on the show. And by the way, you know that every almost every day we have a different theme. We have Truth or Fiction Tuesday, WTF Wednesday. We also have Uncommon Truth, or Uncomfortable Truth, not Uncommon, Uncomfortable Truth Thursday. And of course, the Friday Fish Fry. Um, if you're new to the program, find us on Rumble, wherever you are, subscribe, download the podcast, do what you do. Um, as you want to listen to the show, you can always support us by going to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe as well. $5 a month will get you that subscription, and um, it'll it'll allow you to support our show and, and the efforts. And, and by the way, yesterday, before we get into those um, those lies, um, yesterday, it wasn't just us leaving Mojo 5.0 Radio. Um, there was um, a litany of people who left yesterday. Um, so to Stephen and Dylan at Defenders Live, um, we stand with you guys. To Dominic Izzo and Common Sense Ashley, 
at the Rants of Izzo. We stand with you as well. So um, to each and every show that, that stayed, we issue, we wish you no ill will. You make your own decisions. You are free to do so. No no skin off of our backs, no, no, no ill will, no nothing. But if you want to support people who have values and principles that stand up to white nationalism, that stand up to bastardizing Christianity and all of those things, support these types of shows. Support the Rants of Izzo. You can find that show every single day, I believe at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just just type in Rants of Izzo. You'll find it. Subscribe there. Defenders Live, you get it live um, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, you can do that on Rumble. So go, go support those uh, people, please. We support them, and uh, we hope that you do too. And uh, there'll be much more coming down the road. Um, and then there's this Pat Oni show too. It's this say, giant are, POS that it's such a POS that it won't even air this weekend. Well, we don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to air on the weekends anymore either. True. That's how big of a POS this show is. Yeah, you don't even yeah, know I, when or where or how it's going to air. <laughs> but yes, the Pat Oni show as well. Um, now I don't know if you're going to be doing video for that show going forward or have you, have you th- thought mean, through that? That, that? That's the plan. So I, I said, I'm taking a break mm-hmm. to figure some things out. So I, I, I got to figure out some things with video. Um, I'm going to be doing some rebranding, um, just doing some updates with some, some stuff on the show and it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, so I actually may be out a little bit longer than just this week, but I, I hope to be back very, 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 very soon. So, yes, and and, and uh, we will definitely let you know when it's uh, when it's going to reappear uh, from the darkness, the dampness of of um, Pat's home. It it will. Yeah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I that, that was going to say that is that is also going to play a role in the next little bit too. Of right, like how much construction noise is going to be going on in your home over the course of right. the next three to four weeks <laughs> right so by the so way that, i mean that'll be a thing um I, I you know you talk about vision and the future there's a good mm-hmm. way to put a rose colored glass on all of this pat you get a home improvement uh you get that, to uh, redesign your home that is what we're hoping for now that's also going to depend on our insurance and all that sort of stuff right, too. Right. so you know we have to we got to cross all those bridges first before before we actually figure out what's going to happen. Uh, so. Yeah, you'll have to keep us updated on the design projects that are going on there. But um, that notwithstanding, let's get back into um, the lies that were told last night. And and I want to pick out about four or five of them uh, real quickly here, Pat, uh, before we play the B or not the B and go into WTF Wednesday. Um, so number one is. Um, Biden saying this on inflation. One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poor. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. Now, it will so not surprise you one bit because um, this is coming from the party of AOCs and economic genius. Um, Pat. This is insanely 
a lie. Because how do you lower the quote-unquote cost, right? Economically, how would you do that as a government? Um, How would you lower the cost? So, I mean, basic economics, supply and demand. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, I get where you're going with that, right? Because that is the basics of economics, right? The law of supply and demand, right? But if you're the government, Mm -hmm. how do you affect that? Um, I don't know. How about get the hell out of my way and stop with all these ridiculous regulations and crap? I get where you're going with that, but that's not what Joe Biden and the others believe. So the only Um, other way to do that would be mm -hmm. to inject more cash into the society. Because what you are doing is slowing, at that point, the amount of money um, or the, the, the rate of the rise in prices. It's counterintuitive to what we know of economics. But the reality is the the only way the government can affect the price of a good right now, considering we're in the midst of seven and a half, eight percent inflation, is actually injecting more cash. So I want you to think about this. That's exactly what Joe Biden said later on in this portion of the speech. But he wants to lower your cost and lower the deficit, right? That's the trick. Lower the deficit. Lower the budget deficit. Lower the amount of money we owe in our own debt service as a nation. That would be a way in which, and that's mean that means injecting more cash, right? Well, um, <sighs> remember Bill Back Better, Pat? That that bill that never really got passed. Yeah. The CBO, remember scored it as adding $3 trillion of brand new debt over the next 10 years to an already $30 trillion national debt. Yeah. Okay. Now, remember he said, we're going to release, what is it, 30 billion or 30 million barrels of, of oil? I forget which one it is. From the Strategic Reserve? Yeah. We talked about this last week, right? Yeah. Congratulations, you got about two days of supply. What the hell is that going to do? And more importantly, we are now down to less than two days of supply of emergency uh, reserves in America because we started with zero when Donald Trump was in office and he built it up. That That's to his credit. But more important than all of this, Pat, um, the biggest part of the lie... And I mentioned this on Twitter last Mm. night. How do I know that this concept of your wages are decreasing is a lie? All you have to do is look at the affordability of homes. Now, affordability is a simple math problem, okay? It is the cost of a mortgage. It is... so. It would be a percentage of your income. How much of your income is taken up by mortgage? Okay. On average, lenders like to see anywhere, they're comfortable anywhere from 28 to 31%. Okay. 
Okay. Anything above 31% and you get into some risky lending. Okay. Because you're overstretching your ability to do things like, say, for instance, um, you have a flood in your home. <laughs> right? So right now, today, Pat, where where's the housing affordability number stand? The average in America. Do you happen to know? I don't happen to know an exact number, but uh, aren't they a little more affordable today than they were in many previous years? Like you can afford more house. And the only reason I know that because during the start of this pandemic, I bought a house. Well, you would be correct in your assumption. It was a much bigger house than, than what I was in before. Today, you can afford more home than ever before. And it takes up 25% on average of somebody's income. That doesn't mean that's everybody, okay? Now, the only way that that happens, by the way, is with real wage growth, okay? So your wages are increasing. Now, it is true the price of homes have increased. In certain pockets, it's 15 20%, right? In other pockets, it's only 3 or 4%. But on average, okay, the pace of of home pricing is outpaced by wage growth by about a half of a percent, by the way. So your buying power in the one thing that for most Americans is the biggest purchase they'll ever make or ever be able to make, right? There you have it. That's the lie of this concept of inflation. We're 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 not gonna we're we're gonna decrease the price and therefore increase your buying power. It's already there in the largest part of the marketplace. Again, is the is that all is that the case across all sectors of the economy? Of course not. That that's part and parcel of inflation, and that's why the housing market is such a different animal. But I want it is the greatest example of how the the power of your wage growth, while some of it is inflation driven, others of it is driven by the fact that you can't find workers, right? And the only way to do that is to inflate your wages, right? The only way to attract is to increase, whether that's your benefit package, whether that whatever, some way somehow you are attracting a worker in a different way than you would have five years ago, right? That $15 an hour job five years ago is probably $22 to $24 an hour right now, right? That $25 an hour job is probably $40 right now. People are making way more money than they ever were before, almost across the board. And that's real wage growth because it's outpacing inflation. Now, Having said that, the other part of this, we just talked jobs, Pat. Total freaking lie. This idea, we've created 6.5 million jobs. Okay. That number is technically what was created over the last year, right? But that is only one third of the story. Because the the second third of that story, Pat, starting in April of 2020... Going through July of 2020, 
we lost 14 million jobs from the economy. And that, by the way, includes the 15 million that we gained from the 30 million that were temporarily temporarily lost during the uh, 15 days and then 30 days to slow the spread and flatten the curve, respectively, right? Right. Your 6.5 million gains added into the gains, by the way, of the Trump administration in his final year still weren't enough to recover from the 14 million lost. You're still about a half a million jobs short. Now, I have never seen a single economic study of Biden's plans that have shown, or Biden's, the bills that have been passed under Biden, that have shown that um, one job was actually produced by it. Most people, what they did is they pocketed the money that was given to them. And there you go. Because if if jobs were created at the pace that he wants to claim they are, we wouldn't have a worker shortage like we do in this country. We simply wouldn't. Now, the third of the thirds of the uh, pie, if you will, of this lie is that projections from nonpartisan economists for job growth in 2021, not including the American Rescue Plan, not including that, showed even higher job growth numbers. He didn't meet projections, let alone exceed them. And that's even if you were to take his number, given the American Rescue Plan, right? They still didn't meet the projections of not including the American Rescue Plan. Then we had, of course, the great lie, the biggest lie out there when it comes to economics, that corporations and the wealthiest Americans are not paying their fair share of taxes. Okay, I'm going to tell you this for the last time. The highest income earning Americans, the 1% or the one-tenth of 1% even, pay nearly all. It's something like 97 to 98, depending on the, the study you use, but they pay nearly all of the net income taxes taken in by the federal government in this country. Because net taxes matter. Because the lowest income earners might pay taxes, right, Pat? They might pay, let's say you earn 20000 and you're, you're, you pay 3500 of that gets taken out in taxes. Okay, how many government services have you used over the course of the year? We're talking net income taxes. So... They pay nearly all of the net income taxes after government benefits in the United States. People need to stop believing that lie. It's insanity. Absolute and utter insanity. So hopefully you understand 
the depths of which they are willing to lie. Did Trump lie during his multitude of his, what, three? I think he gave three, maybe four uh, State of the I Union addresses? I think, I think he gave all four. Yeah, that's right, because uh, the yeah. last one he would have been able to give was right before all the COVID insanity. Mm. Or did he? Yeah, he, no, did. I think he, I think he did. He did, because this, he mm. had to move it because of the impeachment. Right. It was still right before, like right before, like in February. But anyway, that notwithstanding, um, there were lies there and lies everywhere. And right? everybody's going to have a lie or two. But these are fundamental lies. Lies meant to do what? To tell us a story of doom and gloom and that um, the only way forward is through government action. And that's just government has got what got us into this problem in the first place. That's the reality of all of this. So that having been said, Pat, I think it is time for us to play the bee or not the bee here on a brand new edition where we don't have a clock. That's the nice part. We don't have a radio clock anymore to deal with here on the show. Uh, so nope. it's going to take us a little bit getting used to um, and time things out correctly going forward. Uh, but it is time for us to play the bee or not the bee. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. That's right. $100 of Dominic Izzo's Ponzi scheme, pyramid scheme. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Totally legit network marketing money is on the line. In other words, we're trying to save up enough money to where we can each buy like three piece suits like, like Izzo wears. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You ready for today's headline? I am, but also, by the way, I, I, I'm kind of dying to see you in a three-piece suit. Me in a three-piece? Why? Mm-hmm. I've, I've worn one before. Or just you in a suit, period. I wear one every Sunday. Hmm. Did not know that. You, I, I need picture you proof. You not see me in a suit? Like, like is that kind of... Yeah, I don't see you as a suit and tie kind of guy. Ooh, man. I, used, I, I wear one every week. And... Um, I, I used to wear one a lot more often when I was in school and stuff like that too. So fair enough, fair enough. Uh-huh. I, uh, send pictures, uh, Mrs. Pat. Send pictures. <laughs> um, granted, the suit I have now, though, I will say this: it's not a three piece; it's just a suit. I mean, you know, oh. if it's done right, if it's tailored right, I mean, I love it a good probably suit. Probably isn't. I'm I just probably... um, at seven o'clock in the morning don't feel like uh, throwing on a suit to do the show. Well, that's true too, and I don't either. But um, I, I'm pretty sure my suit now is probably not quite tailored right to me because of my uh, figure, um, girlish figure. Uh, Schvelt. I, 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 I wasn't gonna say girlish, but uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Okay. Now, yeah. Please, today's headline. All right, today's headline. Republican Congresswoman put out. A bingo card so you can enjoy tonight's State of the Union. Wait, what? Republican Congresswoman put out a bingo card so you can enjoy tonight's State of the Union. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. Why? Well, I guess we can't do that anymore. Yeah, I know. We don't have we don't have sponsors right now. That's okay. So, yeah. Speaking of that, though. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, if you would like to work with us um, and support Facts, Faith, Freedom, and Free Markets, 
we are happy to work with you as well. Um, it can be as simple as we are promoting your business um, and you promote our podcast. Um, it, it's just that simple. So, um, yeah, hit us up. I'm at The Coppin Show. He's at The Pat Oni Show. DM us on your favorite uh, social media platform of choice. We're likely there, unless it's Truth Social, because uh, apparently, um, you know, radio hosts um, that are not of the uh, Alex Jones light variety don't 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 get on there um, on the beta yeah. version. I wear that as a badge of honor. Hell yeah, I do. Yeah. Now that notwithstanding. Um, I'm going to go with this being not the B. This is definitely something that I would have done. I thought about turning this into a drinking game, by the way, last night. We did this last year, actually, I think. Yeah, we did. Um, And this year, um, I thought about turning it into a drinking game because I needed to. But also, I wasn't going to be able to pay attention enough uh, because, Pat, I I forgot. Um, You owe me some congratulations, I think. Why? Oh, oh, um, I I know why. Why? That uh, your Wisconsin Badgers beat Purdue for the second time this season and are in sole possession of first place of the Big Ten. We are your 2021-22 regular season Big Ten men's basketball champions. That's right. Yeah. We won yeah. at least a share of that title. And if we win this weekend against Nebraska, who unfortunately, uh, sorry to bring that up, beat your Buckeyes last night. And that's hurtful. Um, But if we beat Nebraska, we are your sole Big Ten champions. Yeah, we we lost a couple of tough ones here. Yeah. The last couple games. Maryland and Nebraska. Mm. So brutal. Now, do you yeah, have do you bit. have guys do you have some guys out or what's going on there? I, I haven't I been ma- paying know. enough attention. I wasn't able to watch the last couple of games, so get yourself the Big Ten Network. So, in other words, what you are saying is, uh, please go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. Get this show uh, extras. And Big Ten Network. Uh, one of the things, by the way, just so you. Uh, find folks that our subscribers know, and we really appreciate it because we have not been producing extra content for you guys as of late. We just simply haven't been able to do so. But um, one thing that we are returning to, since we have now full control over everything, we will bring in the book club. The book club is going to return. So um, we're going to actually do that live on our critical thinking page Um, we just need to figure out some of the technical side of things but we are going to be doing that you will be the first to know when it happens Um, we will send you an email let you know about it Um, but yeah so if you want some extras like joining our book club and um, we're we're really featuring books that make you think that's the whole point of this Um, we did what 1984 we did fools frauds and fire firebrands which made you think and made my head hurt but hey um, (laughs) sometimes that's the case but anyway um, I digress, um, but I am going with this being the uh, not the B. You would be correct. This is not the B. Was it Lauren Borbert or Bobert or however you no, want to pronounce it? No, it was Beth Van Dyne. Whom? Representative from Texas. Whom? Beth Van Dyne. Again, whom? I think that's how you say it. Don't know. Huh? 
Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, would you like to know what was on her bingo card? Sure. Okay. Uh, Did it involve see. an F, a J, and a B? Or an L? Mm, it, G, it doesn't actually. B? It does. I think it's bingo. Um, I don't think it actually does that. So, but anyway, here, here it goes. Biden lies about tax increases. Biden touts failed build back better agenda. Camera shot of member dozing off. Biden says, come on, man. Biden lies about standing up to Russia. Biden says, let me be clear. Biden blames Trump. Biden blames inflation on COVID. Biden lies about his record. Biden says, I wasn't, I, Biden says, I won't go there. Uh, Biden stumbles on his words. Biden takes credit for uh, ending COVID. Then you have the the, the Biden free space. Which should uh, be Bi- just FJB, but hey. Right, right. Um, Biden uh, shames Republicans. Kamala obnoxiously laughs. Biden starts creepy whispering. Biden lies about jobs report. Biden mispronounces someone's name. Biden lies about standing up to China. Biden attacks Second Amendment. Biden for uh, Biden feigns bipartisanship. Uh, Biden struggles to read teleprompter. Biden lectures on climate change. Biden ignores border crisis. Biden, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Biden blames energy crisis on Ukraine conflict. Um. I counted at least four of those things. Was that, a, that was almost a virtual blackout. Yeah. Um, so speaking of some of those things, um, mm. we might as well just go right into WTF Wednesday. Fair enough. We, we just might as well. And we're going to start with um, our our wonderful second in command talking about oh, no. Ukraine. No, 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 no. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. I have never ever seen a president or a vice president of this country Think that little of the American people. So, like I said to you off air, this is one of two things. Either she, and actually I said this on Twitter. So, there's a correct answer to two questions, and there's only one correct answer. It's the same answer to two questions. Does she think that little of the American people? Or does she just simply not have a clue as to what to say? Both are true. Yeah. The correct both answer to both questions is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's I, I mean, I'm literally gobsmacked. Like I, I'm just 
left. How? how? What? I have never seen somebody fail up as hard as she has. Never. How? What? And more importantly, Pat, this was on a radio program called The Morning Hustle, right? And so The Morning Hustle is an urban radio program. So that means she's talking to a largely black urban audience, right? You, do you think these people are that dumb that they have no idea who, who what Ukraine is as a country or that Russia is this big, powerful country? How dumb do you think these people are? And then alternatively, she they're dumb. I, I think that I honestly, I don't even know if she knew what program she was on. Probably More importantly, not. I don't know if she's been as involved in any of this as, as we would assume a vice president is. How, how do you not prepare to have a basic understanding of, Hey, Putin is a madman and he is invading this country because he believes that it is his right to own this country. Right? That's what you need to say. That's all you need to say. And we believe that to be wrong. We believe in people's right to freedom and self-determination. Boom. Done. See you later. You don't need to go beyond that. That's a 10-second answer. Couldn't even come up with it off the top of her head. And then, and, and, so, and second of all, put a Bluetooth speaker in. She was on speakerphone. What, 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 the, what, the, what the what? We have earbuds now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, Pat, I'm not done with the WTF. Oh, my no. Side. Oh, no. Okay. Because one thing was missing from that congresswoman's um, Biden bingo. What's that? Bo Biden. You knew okay. he was going to do it, right? Bring up his son, Bo? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, most likely, yes. Hit that square. Many of you have been there. I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan over 40 times. These burn pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, medical and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home. Many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world. Never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness. A cancer that would put them in a flag-draped coffin. I know. One of those... One of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. I don't know for sure if the burn pit that he lived near, that his hooch was near in Iraq and earlier than that in Kosovo, is the cause of his brain cancer, the disease of so many other troops. But I am committed to find out everything we can, committed to military families like Danielle Robinson from Ohio, the widow of Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson. That's right. Um, we're supposed to believe that um, Bo Biden got cancer because he lived near a burn pit uh, at one point in time during his military service career. And oh, by the way, he got brain cancer like way, way later. Did, did he refer to 
him living near a burn pit with like a bottle of hooch? Did did I hear that correctly? It's the name of like a temporary shelter that they would have uh, had. Okay. Gotcha. That, that's okay. the technical term for it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, probably that, a hut. Okay. That, that's... <laughs> I'm just. I. I'm like, <laughs> did he? Did he just? He just compared 13 soldiers that he put to death to his son. Like, this is the grossness of what Joe Biden does with with his son's death, right? He wraps right. it in the American flag of his service. His death had literally nothing to do with him serving this country. Lit- there is no evidence of any of the bullshit. And this pisses me off to no end because I've had family and friends die in service of this country. In literal service of this country. I get to go to um, events. I get to go to these events in which I get to go and trace a name for one of my brother's best friends who died serving this country in an actual war. And you want to compare that to that? And he does it time and again. He raps. You, you can't possibly talk to Joe Biden, right, about uh, about service and sacrifice because, well, his son died and he was at one point in time was a, a naval officer, right? He served in the Navy. And, and, um, and, and um, so how dare you? No, how dare you to the 13 people that you put to death because of your incompetence and your bullshit? In Afghanistan. That was the point that Lauren Bobert made. Whether I agree with her timing on that or not is irrelevant. But it fires me up beyond all belief. When when people all over this country have real pain, real sacrifice, and real, real connection to people who passed away, who were killed in action. Is Joe Biden's son's death awful and tragic? Absolutely. But it's tragic because cancer sucks. It's not tragic because he died in service. No, he didn't. He didn't die in service of this country. And I'm sick and tired of him using his son as a cudgel. It's disgusting. It's gross. It's beneath the presidency. I'm just so tired of it. It's just mind-blowingly stupid. And more importantly, to suggest that somehow there's a connection between his service and cancer. If you make that claim, you better have the freaking goods. Does he? No. 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 Now, all of that notwithstanding, Pat, um, we are going... Over an hour <laughs> on this program, um, but we still have more of WTF, and we're going to give that to you right now. So your headline for WTF. Alrighty. Oh wait, well, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait! Before we do that, though, Pat, I forgot in my madness of being pissed off over that, right? Uh huh. When I've got uh, you know family who died before I ever got to meet them, right? Uh-huh. And when I've got. All of those things that have happened and friends and uh, all that stuff. 
I missed. Did you see Kamala and Pelosi? Like, you, Pelosi, you have to know that you're on television, right? Kamala, you know that you're on television right behind the president of the United States. I get that you're in an awkward position sitting there behind him. Uh-huh. On camera in front of the world. Uh-huh. But act like you know that you're on camera. What the? What, what was this? And then the whispering between, did you see Pelosi like try to tell Kamala something? And Kamala looks at her like, shut the hell up. <laughs> like, what is going on? Do you know what I mean? Like, seriously, people, come on. Y- you've done this before, especially Pelosi. Kamala, this is her first time. But you, you notice Kamala's smugness all evening long, too. Just this, that's just who she is. She is a awful person. She's just sitting there, I think, biding her or, or, or biding her time. And with that, Pat, um, you've got a couple of headlines here. <laughs> I do. All right. So, um, did you, uh, by chance, notice something about last night's State of the Union, specifically about um, all the Democrats that showed up to the State of the Union? Yeah, they didn't wear masks. We know that because the yeah, mask yeah. mandate was lifted in Congress uh, magically 24 hours before the uh, uh, State of the Union address. Conveniently. Right, because because the political signs changed. And I, and I talked about that on Twitter. And by the way, well, Pat, on Twitter, I had mentioned this. Hmm. Think about this, right? If you were in the COVID fear porn, like I'm riddled with fear over the last two plus years, right? If you've been in that category and you watched the State of the Union address last night and nobody was wearing masks, sure, they were quote unquote socially distant um, still, which is weird. Like if you're not wearing masks, it doesn't matter. Um, but that that notwithstanding right if you if you watched that right w- was i just lied to for 2 years and the answer is yes yes you were, yes, you were. Yes, you and were. how uh-huh. pissed are you to find that out now because literally quote unquote their science or the science has not changed the only calculations that have changed, number one, is that we are in, quote-unquote, um, a nosedive of case numbers. But that even is a really big mixture of reasons, right? It's the, right. the mixture of fewer people doing the testing because they're, why do I need to test all the time? Um, the mixture of seasonality and, and all the other stuff that's in there. But so, okay, so if you believe that part of the narrative, the science hasn't changed, right? COVID is still so dangerous that you, you, oh my God. Right. What has changed? What has changed other than political science? But continue. In in any case, uh, here's here's a good WTF headline for you because it's going to tie right in. Pelosi says she isn't going to wear a mask at the State of the Union because she doesn't have a pre-existing condition. You're old. You are a pre-existing condition. You're a walking pre-existing condition. You're what? She's, she's what, 80? 81. 82? 81. 
Yeah. 81. Literally, if there's anybody in this country that should be making sure that they are getting vaccinated, I would argue that they don't need a booster. They just need to be vaccinated. If there's anybody that needs to take precautions, right, against this or the flu or anything else like this, it is literally her category. Pre-existing conditions, my earth. I think this one, however, might be my favorite. Oh, God, no. Marjorie Taylor Greene <laughs> tries to disrupt the State of the Union with build the wall chant. Yes, Pat. Is there a better chant that she probably could have started um, and, and actually gotten a reaction out of at least maybe the GOP? Is, is there a better one that you can think of? Because I can think of one. Um, 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 what were you thinking? Um, let's go, Brandon. See, I wouldn't uh, have gone down that route during the state. Of the I, Union. No, I'm, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either because decorum does matter here. Okay. Although I do enjoy the GOP booing the crap out of him when he, when he talked about tax cuts for the rich and all that stuff. Sure. Sure. Cause it's okay. just a flat out freaking lie. But anyway. Right. But, but, there, but there's, there's. I wouldn't have done any chance, okay? Um, the occasional boo, fine. But this, no, I wouldn't have done this. But I, I'm just, my point to this is build the wall. That's the chant you come up with? Let's not forget she was at AFPAC this past weekend. That's also true. And that would mean she is bat shit crazy. And that's why this story is just, it's hilarious to me because it failed epically. And let me be clear. If you are dumb enough as a congressperson to not research the invitations that you're getting to speak and who is inviting you and what mm -hmm. they stand for before you mm -hmm. agree to speak there, or more importantly, hey, I, I'll, sure, I'll give a speech. Oh, wait, I know who you are now. I'm not doing that. If you willingly get up on stage with Nick freaking Fuentes... You are an enemy of this show. I'm going to be very blunt on that. You're an enemy of this show because you are an enemy of good, decent people. It's just the truth. Now, uh, with that having been said, Pat, your final thoughts on today's extra long version of Critical Thinking. Don't worry, folks. We are We're playing around with time in terms of how long you want the show to be or not to be or, or whatever. But uh, your final thoughts, Pat. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And uh, let's go, Brandon. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547.